Lightning for relief. You can never have enough lightning. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for your lightning. Thank you, Father, for your fresh fire. Rainbow fire, sapphire, sapphire, gem stone fire! Kumbaya, brethren. Kumbaya. It's good to be in the fire. Wearing the overcomer's attire. Even though tonight he requires us to go higher. So we got a high flyer wearing the glory garments of praise, thanksgiving, wisdom, riches, power, authority, dominion, and might to the Lamb of God fully formed in the overcomers. Now, here's the thing that's going to really screw up those who've learned iniquity. Christ fully formed in the remnant. There is 99% of false Christianity out there. And by false, it's just get born again and pray for rain instead of out of your belly flows rivers. You know what I mean? Just pray, pray, pray for something to happen externally when God already came internally. So we're dealing with the greatest bewitchment called the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great of all time. Of all time. Even those claiming to be God inside minded because they've been in the school of the sons of God with their dropouts. A lot of dropouts. Even though they were once around the teachers and got the vocabulary, they didn't get it functioning through wisdom. Only when it's functioning through wisdom do you know a thing in the kingdom. If it ain't functioning, if it ain't working, the working of the power, energy, light, and might of the Word of God without human spirit mixture, without human soulish mixture, without human hormones, flesh and blood, hormones and chemicals in flesh and blood. Mixtures. Those mixtures nullify the power of the word called man's traditions what does it mean is it just those who say the our father and the hail mary and kneel on a pew no it's the tradition of dna it's everything enculturated around the born again spirit that has to be anathema for christ to rise in his culture in his kingdom against the one all around you now, if you have one around you that looks like God, you're in the worst possible place you could ever be. Remember, the whole curse of the fall is looking like God, but not functioning as God. Adam and Eve functioned 
as God because they were possessed with God on the inside. They had no consciousness of self. They were fully aware of Him in them all the time. As soon as they sinned, He left. Then they became self-conscious. Then their whole activity was, I need to clothe myself because they were naked in the garden. God said, who told you were naked? They were fully clothed with God, head to toes, inside and outside. They lost their heavenly garments. What are our heavenly garments? The garments of the marriage supper of the Lamb. What are they? They are being clothed in the oneness of the sunness. The oneness of the sunness clothed in the sun, standing on the moon. Who can stand in the day of the Lord? It's a question the Bible asks everyone. Only those that are clothed. Now the Bible tells you this clothing is solar. Whoa! We have a charismatic church trying to put on Holy Spirit apart from Holy Spirit, sun and stars, thinking their clothing is enough. Problem is, it goes against the Bible. Now, it's a great charismatic idea. Truth is, it's totally unbiblical. Putting on the armor of lights is putting on the luminaries. And if you don't put them on, the devil over your head still has your luminous clothing. Still has your sun promised land, your moon promised land, your star garments. Now, where's that written in the Bible? Apostle Paul, we might get into that. Apostle Paul said, The promised land of the new covenant is wearing celestial cosmic garments. Oh, let's just go there. What else are we going to do? Just grow in God and burn up the facade. Hallelujah. Well, this is interesting. We have a celestial dwelling. Then we have celestial beings. Now we have celestial bodies. Wow. There's a lot going on here. Now we're going to start in Daniel 10, verse 13 in the Amplified Bible. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia was standing in opposition to me for 21 days. Then behold, Michael, one of the chief of the celestial princes. Okay? We're dealing with heaven now. Chief, one of them, one of the chief, this is what the Bible says, direct translation from the Hebrew, one of the chief of the celestial princes came to help me, for I had been left there with the kings of Persia. So, in the celestial realm, there are angelic princes. You might have heard of them. They're called archangels. Archangels are also watchers. Truth, anyhow. So, you know the devils that were watchers fell. That's written in Enoch. Everyone that reads the Bible knows that. Do you also know two-thirds of the watchers and archangels did not fall, but they're still in the celestial realm of the cosmos. Just waiting for us to be clothed 
in what? Holy Spirit sunshine. Yeah, Holy Spirit sunshine for release. When you're clothed in the sun, then you wear the crown of stars. Revelation 12:1. That's what the Bible teaches. Now, John 1, 2. It's the Messiah. This, this celestial word remained ever present with the Creator. Notice Jesus Christ. You know He's the Word of God. I know I'm talking to disciples and soldiers out here. This celestial word. Who is this celestial word? The Lord Jesus Christ, the Word of God. The Son of God is the Word of God. But notice the Bible. This is the voice translation now. This celestial word. Notice it's dealing with this second heaven word. Celestial cosmos means star word, sun word, moon word. This celestial word. Now your promised land is entirely the celestial realm. We need promised land teaching and preaching and our souls and our bodies depend on it or the devil will absolutely kill you. Principalities, powers, thrones, dominions are where? Celestial places. But where are the celestial princes? And where is Jesus Christ the Word? Same realm. What does it depend on? You and I as believers, Christians, going into these realms and embracing the promised land like Joshua and Caleb and saying yes. Yes. And not like ten lying, deceived idiots. No, no, no. No, no, no. So you had two reactions to the celestial word, Jesus, and the celestial prince, Michael. You have one saying yes, and you have 999 saying no right now amongst the Christians of all the earth. Who is going to lead the charge into the celestial promised land? It's on you, buddy. It's on you, sister. It's on you, brother. You are hand-selected. You are chosen to lead the charge and go forth and take the promises. You have the word. You have the angel. They're already there. Only thing it depends on is the believer rising into the promised land. Truth, anyhow. Truth, anyhow. Now, 1 Corinthians 15, 40. There are also celestial bodies. The bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one. And the glory of the terrestrial is another. Woo-wee! Now, celestial glory is one. This is where union with the Father begins. The glory of the terrestrial is another. Okay? You could also say the glory of the terrestrial is what you are overcoming in the sands of time to get into the glory of the celestial that's one in eternity. 
Okay? What are overcomers overcoming to be in the realms of the overcomers of Revelation 2 and 3 and 4? What? The Bible tells you, you are overcoming terrestrial lights, terrestrial glories. The Bible says, apostolic doctrine of Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians 1540, the celestial glory is one. This is where you really start to get intelligent with the archangels. The terrestrial is all overcoming false intelligence. Intelligence is light. IQ is light. Blood is congealed light. So if you can overcome the lights of the terrestrial that are another, as you keep rising, the celestial light of the Father, the Word, and the Spirit that are one, increase your intelligence. What is that called? The ruling crown of life. What's a crown? Just a metal object sitting on a head? No. No. A crown is the influence of intelligence of the thought life of the ruler. Truth Anyhow, these are not inanimate objects. This is not idolatry where everything has no working power in it. Okay? These are not lifeless things. These are things of the overcomers full of light and full of life. So the gold crown of Jesus Christ in Revelation 14, 14 of the Lord of the harvest standing, sitting, enthroned on the glory cloud, holding the sharp sickle, wearing the gold crown. What is the gold crown? The complete consuming thought life of God the Father upon one normal overcomer. His name is Jesus Christ, the firstborn of many. The only one, no, not what the Bible says. The Bible says he's firstborn amongst many to do what? Rise from the dead. How high have you risen from the dead? What's dead? All your human spirit. It's hard to realize that because you have a mustard seed come in your spirit and the rest of your spirit is not God but iniquity and is set up to be terminated. You determine how much soil for the seed of the word of God. Right? That's what Jesus Christ said. Rocks can come into your spirit. Weeds can come into your spirit. An enemy, a liar, is sowing seeds of lies constantly to consume the human soil of the human spirit so the human spirit never grows in divinity but stays in the terrestrial glories. Do you understand the terrestrial lights are the angels of lights that deceive? Do you know that? So the highest level temptation of the workers of iniquity get into all the stuff in the terrestrial and forfeit all the celestial. Does that not perfectly describe this apostate generation of iniquity? And if I was a hater, I wouldn't tell you the truth. I would be congratulating you for practicing terrestrial lights. But there's no congratulation from the God of heaven or Prince Michael of the celestial realm. Only rebuke, correction, chastisement, scourging, 
disciplinary punishment upon wrongdoing in the spirit. God scourges the spirit. Why? Because Jesus Christ wants to consume all the soil of your human spirit. So you don't have a spirit of a woman. Oh my gosh. What is it to be fallen? Have a spirit of a woman and have a spirit of man. That's what apostate is. Now, the Spirit of God clearly is working against that Antichrist spirit, that spirit of Babylon the Great, that potent sorcery that locks up and blocks up the human spirit to have the terrestrial glory of the human spirit is to practice whore of Babylon Christianity, to have the Holy Spirit and a sacrifice spirit. How often do we sacrifice our spirit, y'all? How often? Daily I die daily the deaths. Three deaths. Bible says Jesus Christ died the deaths. Three of them. He died spiritually. He died morally, mentally, and physically. He died spirit, soul, and flesh, in other words. He died the death of spirit, the death of soul, and the death of flesh. You have to die in these three realms to your human spirit. That's what tries to encroach with the seven spirits more wicked when your human spirit is driven out with the God of this world, with the idolatry of self. The human spirit idolizes its own soul. Haven't you ever read Jude? They will be lovers of self instead of lovers of God. Which means the temple is full of the abomination that causes desolation, the Antichrist. How do we get born again and yet be totally filled with the Antichrist spirit of Babylon? We have been bewitched to not slay and sacrifice our human spirit with Christ to death. We have fear of death in our spirit. We have the angel of death in our spirit. That's the reason. Truth anyhow. I remember when the God Inside Movement really began in this ministry in 2008, when I tell people, lay hands on your spirit. They didn't know where it was. They'd put their hands on their head. They'd put their hands on their knees. Then no one, it's like nobody in the charismatic church even knew that Christ was in them. I'm telling you now, it was just like madness everywhere. Charismatic, gift of gifts of the spirit, Christians everywhere, when I'd have them lay hands on their spirit, they'd immediately start manifesting demons. Why? Because the human spirit has never been circumcised yet in Pentecostal Christianity. The promised land can only open up through the born again and raise. Not just born. Can you imagine just staying in a crib for like 30 years as just a one week old baby? You'd be on every news channel. What kind of crazy activity? It's got to be witchcraft. Exactly. It's witchcraft that stunts the baby's growth after they're born again to not grow up on the inside as spirit beings of Shekinah glory of the Word of God and doing God the Father's will cheerfully as a son and daughter who's been born of God. 
You have to be bewitched to not grow in Christ. Do you know that? It takes a substance called potent sorcery of Babylon the Great. Babylon the Great is all the worldliness of all the fallen angels throughout all the ages. You know that? That's what Babylon the Great is. It's not just Daniel's Babylon. It's not just Nebuchadnezzar you're dealing with. You're dealing with the Assyrians, the Philistines. You're dealing with the first Mesopotamian people of Cain's race of the first day of the days of Noah. You're dealing with second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day. You're dealing with all the bronze statue, the golden statue, the silver statue, the clay mixed with iron statue of Daniel, of all those kingdoms, plus several others. Several others. So it's all the demonic wisdom of externalism, which is the religious antichrist spirit combined that's at work against the Christians. Why only against the Christians? Because only Christians who are truly born of spirit and water are the Ark of the Covenant and the carriers of God. So all warfare is directed towards believers, especially if you get into obedience of the mountain of the Lord and become a disciple of the blood of his cross. Now you're serious. Now you're not worldly. Now you're not practicing sin. You're practicing sainthood, which is constantly set apart for the purposes and plans of God the Father, His agenda, and you're not seeking vain glory. You're not seeking terrestrial glory. You're seeking the glory of the celestial of the Word of God that is one. John 1, 2 glory. This celestial Word remained ever present with the Creator. And 1 Corinthians 15, 40. There are also celestial bodies, the bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. 2 Corinthians 5.2 For indeed in this house we groan. What house? A terrestrial house. A terrestrial body. Why? Because if you stay terrestrial, you groan because you have death on you. You know that? But Enoch said, those who walk in the celestial sunshine will never die. Remember that scripture now. Enoch was canonized scripture for the first 500 years of Christianity until the Pope took it out and changed the language so that only the clergy could read the Bible in Latin. And if you were caught with the Bible, you'd be burned at the stake as a witch. So you're going to trust the Pope? Are you going to trust the first early church? I mean, that's really what it boils down to. (laughs) The ones that don't receive Enoch in Scripture are in a very hard place right now. It's a very difficult situation because this book is given to us to open the heavens and walk there. You need to understand why Adolf Hitler hated the book of Enoch. He made it one of his top five missions exterminate the Jews and exterminate the book of Enoch. Do you realize that was the third Reich agenda? Google it. It's the truth anyhow. Why? Because it totally destroys Satan and his angels. If you get it, you mature in wisdom. You overcome terrestrial glories, those other lights. You overcome all the natural lights. 
you get into the heavenly lights, you get God inside minded. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Now he's inside the door right through your diaphragm and he's penetrating into the four chambers of your heart, going into all the areas where he wants to indwell you, not just spiritually, now in your soul as well. What does the Bible say? He restores my soul. What is the restoration of the soul? Just so we can have a happy, clappy Christian life and be moral? Be a moral example to a perverse generation? No, not at all. No, not a human agenda. It is to transfigure the soul against whatever natural things going on. None of that matters. It's all irrelevant. Everything human is irrelevant. What matters is pleasing God in the celestial realm where his word is and where the princes of the kingdom of heaven are. Once you begin to please God there with your soul, you get restored back to original design. Original design is the conquering of death. The serpent under your feet, living in the garden of righteousness, not just in spirit, now in all your soul restored. Restored to what? Restored to Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden with the thief caught paying pain back sevenfold through the ages of all the civilizations built by demons. That's a lot of payback, isn't it? That's a lot of vengeance. That is exactly what's going on here when you go up into the promised land of the celestial realm. Get clothed in the sun. Get the sapphire stones working in you. Get the celestial ephod working in you. Get the human being driven out. The temptation is the same today, but it's so cunning and it's so deceptive because the enemy uses the terrestrial glories. He does now. The enemy's main deception is using light instead of darkness. You can recognize darkness, y'all. You can be an E-free without even the baptism of the Holy Ghost and recognize darkness. They preach against darkness in the evangelical church that rejects the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Which means you don't even need the Holy Ghost to discern darkness. Pharisees, Jesus Christ called them the sons of Satan, they came in with people caught in the act of adultery. It is written in the law that if someone commits adultery, they must be stoned to death. Which means demons, darkness, religion, has a discernment against rebellion. It takes no Holy Ghost sauce or juice or power or presence whatsoever. Now, even when you get into the charisma, when you get into the gifts, when you get into the Holy Ghost, when you get into the river of life and the fountain of Israel, when you start to splish, splash in the fountain of the great deep, in the fountain of his blood, in the fountain of his wine, in the fountain of his sunshine, in the fountain of his living waters, crystal clear and sparkling, even there, there are temptations, guys. You are being tempted in every realm of your conquering and overcoming until even your flesh manifests the same measure of brightness of God the Father's Spirit in heaven. You know that? Those bodies that your spirit right now is wearing can manifest the same brightness of God the Father. Do you realize Song of Solomon calls the bride 
of Jesus, the living God, who is yad heh vav -He, Elohim, creator of heaven and earth, creator of all angels, creator of all lights, creator of all stars, and creator of all animals and skies and planets, creator of all men and women, the creator of everything, calls his bride my equal. This was so controversial in the publication of Song of Solomon that most publishers refused to publish this chapter of the Bible because it makes man, no, it makes redeemed, sanctified, saint equal to God. Have I not said you are gods, it is written. Right? But you're going to die if you live as men, Psalms 82, it is written. So we can't live as men or as women after we're born again. We have to go after the God sperm seed in our spiritual stomachs until all the divine abilities are manifesting out of our temple, out of our temples with signs, with wonders, was slitting the red dragon's throat and draining that red dragon blood into the lake of fire because that's what's opposing my preaching and teaching tonight in the celestial realm. It's somewhat in the terrestrial realm, but it's very, very much set up in the cosmos opposing Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, conquering the heavenly realms. Now, a lot of people say, we don't need to conquer the heavenly realms. The Bible tells you that's the only place the enemy that has any authority is. Principalities, powers, thrones, many spiritual wickedness, and heavenly places. We have been fighting ground warfare. We know through strategy in every battle of every war of all time, whoever has the high place wins the battle. If you have air force, you will win against ground force. You learn that in first grade strategy of battle, right? You learn that by playing board games with your parents before you're 10 years old. Whoever has the upper ground always defeats those who have the lower ground. How do we get the upper ground on the principalities? You must ascend the mountain of the Holy Ghost. You must learn to dance on the moon. Your faith has to be higher than the moon. You're gonna need moon dance floor faith. You're gonna need Mercury, Venus dance floor faith. Why do you think the enemy is so obsessed with the higher ground? Why do you think all of these strategies of ruling and reigning over nations are based on planetary systems? Why do you see the unbelievers totally obsessed with Mars, with planets, with space, with populating space. The enemy is continuously trying to steal from God's inheritance for his sons and daughters. That's all he can do. He's not an Elohim. He's not a creator. He's not yad heh vav -He. Jesus Christ in us is those names. So if we don't wake up in our divine nature, 
and we deny our cosmic divine nature, the enemy gets these abilities in the heavenlies. This is where all the war actually is, guys. The war raged in heaven. But the celestial prince of the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of eternal Israel, Michael, caught Satan and threw him down. Just say throw him down. Throw him down. Throw him down off your crown. Everything above you has to be constantly thrown down. It's the principle, the apostolic doctrine of throwing strongholds down. Problem is, people are so deceived in terrestrial glories, they've forgotten 2 Corinthians 10.5. Breaking down and throwing down mental strongholds. These strongholds are so fortified in charismatic brain, they are set against the champions. You notice that? Charismatic strongholds are the strongholds of the false prophet. They'll never admit it, but it is the truth anyhow. Because it takes the prophetic, which is the charisma, the gifts, the spiritual sauce, even false freedom. I've been around false freedom where they have volleyballs and beach balls. I have videos of it on YouTube if you search it out, kicked out of the Holy Spirit Conference. (laughs) They had beach balls everywhere. So a false freedom, a false glory, a false iniquitous Holy Spirit, kumbaya feeling, addicted to false love, addicted to the principalities, terrestrial lights. That's what's happened. That's what the generation of iniquity is. Okay, you got the Pentecostal stuff. It's fresh and new. God understands just like it was fresh and new coming out of Egypt that all the works of the devil would be exposed. So since we're only a hundred years into Pentecostalism, Azusa Street was the beginning of Pentecostalism. We lost it for 1,800 years, guys. There was almost no known speaking in tongues anywhere until 1906 by William Seymour at Azusa Street, Los Angeles, California. And out of that came the Assemblies of God and the Church of God in Christ that baptized the world 16 million Latin Americans from Mexico to the tip of Chile speaking in tongues today because of the AG. So the assemblies of God and the church of God in Christ and then Foursquare came out of that too. And then the charismatic movement really led by Catherine Kuhlman and Lonnie Frisbee came out of all that Pentecostalism that had brought the baptism of the Spirit everywhere. It's still in infancy. According to God's time, you're not even one day old in the things of the Spirit. Which means it's technon spirituality. It's technon charisma. It's technon charismatic maturity. It's not mature. A day is as a thousand years, says the Lord. It's about a hundred years old. You need to understand the infancy of the things of the Spirit. Otherwise, you'll always reject actual maturity when God's trying to grow you up into things far beyond your humanity, into the realms of the celestial princes. 
Michael is a priest to God, the Bible says. Michael is a celestial principality. A prince. Who's the prince of Israel? A principality of the good guys. The enemy's not the only one with principalities, y'all. Far from it, Bible says, we have two-thirds of the principalities on our side. Only one-third fell of the dragon's tail, according to the Bible. How do you work with divine principalities, divine celestial princes? You have to rise into the realms of the princes. You have to have a celestial word. You cannot be terrestrial. You must be celestial. You got to be God-inside-minded. I have become the living amongst the dead. The Bible says, Jesus is the hope of the resurrection. I want you to understand, it was only called a hope. Why? The sheer amount of human carnality in the apostles' day. Most of them murdered brutally. Why? It was so barbaric in the first century church of the apostles of the Lamb, the resurrection was only a hope. You're dealing with people that get baptized in the Holy Spirit, then they go have sex with the temple prostitutes at the shrine of Deanna. Okay? That's written in the Bible now. You're dealing with people so barbaric and far from the realms of the holy angels, the resurrection in Paul's day was called only a hope. A hope, which means there's no vision for it. Once there's vision for it, it ain't a hope anymore. We're going there. It's on the GPS. 2,000-year-old hope now realized because God is growing and maturing in His people. It took a reintroduction into the things of the Spirit called Pentecostal gifts. It took the charismatic stuff. It took prophecy led by Bob Jones in the 1970s and 80s in the Kansas City Prophets. He did his job. He got the Elijah mantle from Archangel Gabriel. He wore it faithfully for 40 years. And it fell off him. Now where is it? It's on those that are leading the planetary population of the heavenlies. If you are not advancing violently, what did the Baptist say who was the Elijah that was to come? The kingdom suffers violence and the violent lay hold of it and violently advance it. What is the Elijah mantle? That raw, ugly bullhide of the archangel Gabriel. What is it for? It's for taking new territory in the heavens. That's what it's for. It's for advancing God's kingdom. Not sitting there and never doing nothing. It's for going higher, broader, wider, deeper in Jesus Christ. Anyone that's mantled is advancing God's kingdom. Now the demons have mantles too. They have terrestrial mantles. And they're so deceiving, it gets people that are young in Christ, with no vision, off of the upward calling, distracted, going to and fro with the Luciferian Christians. 
that are totally apostate, that have zero desire to sacrifice their spirit, soul, mind, flesh, or humanity on the mountain of Isaac and Abraham to inherit the stars of the promised land. Come on. Amen. Second Corinthians. Have a drink. Second Corinthians 5, 2. For indeed, in this house, we groan. Burdened. Call them burden bearers. You're not a burden bearer. You're just low. You're low in elevation and haven't risen very high. Because if Christ be lifted up, I will draw all men to himself. Not you. You know, human beings trying to go after the harvest. It's rotten. <laughs> we need living beings fully possessed by the Lord of hosts on the inside of hollowed out temples. He's the Lord of the harvest. We've been trying to do it in our humanity, which has produced the greatest generation of witchcraft and sorcery of all time. Okay? Truth in you. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to anathema the human being. We're going to learn to be real celestial priests. We're going to take the priesthood tools of the book of Hebrews. We're going to take that golden altar and we're going to lay down our human spirit. Lay down our spirit of a man. Lay down our spirit of a woman. We're going to lay down our female soul. We're going to lay down our male soul. We're going to lay down our flesh and blood, male and female, Greek and Hebrew. And we're going to burn on the altar as a living sacrifice and become holy, therefore acceptable to God. Right? Not just a verse recited by a parrot in a brain, but someone doing the very thing. Amen? Someone who's actually living in the blood and the fire and the smoke of being a daily burnt offering of their human nature. You have not seen it yet. The enemy has deceived so many, pretty much everyone up until this point, to cling to parts of their humanity and just add some external divinity, which is divination, witchcraft, to the humanity. And since you cling to your humanity, you forfeit everlasting life in those bodies. That's how the demons have killed everyone. They know how to kill you because all they have to do is keep you partially human after you're born again. Now, the part of you born again, it flies away. Your body dies. It decays. The Bible says his body and his bones would never see decay. Do you realize the scriptures say that his body would never see decay? Okay? Which means if you are the body of Jesus Christ, you can't decay. How much of the body is formed in your spirit? How much of the body is formed in your soul? It can't decay. How much of it is formed in your face? You can't get a wrinkle. You can't have a spot or a blemish. And that's not to condemn you. You're already condemned. The human nature was condemned at Calvary. It was anathema at Calvary. Jesus is the one terminating the human nature. Truth anyhow. You want to blame the devil? No, it's not the devil. Satan only has power where there's humans. Where there's a human spirit, 
where there's a human soul, where there's a human body, there you find the vultures. Where the body lies, there the foul birds gather. They're the birds of death. They're the birds of destruction. They're the detestable beasts of the field. They can only eat from the human spirit, the human soul, and the human flesh. It was given to them by God the Father in the garden story, if you read Genesis, and were in denial ever since. That's not true. It is true. And there is salvation, so the demons aren't eating out of your spirit like a pig trough. For the demons to not be eating out of your soul like a pig trough. Now, the terrestrial glory is so deceiving that the most demonized think they're the most holy. But you need to understand you have to test everything with Christ crucified. Test everything with what terminated your male spirit and female spirit, your male soul, your female soul, your culture, and your earthliness. Even everything familiar in your family. I'm telling you now, you cannot rise from the dead until everything around you is forsaken utterly as detestable to you and only Christ as the pearl of great price, precious to you. What does it mean to sell the field for the pearl of great price? It means to give up all earthly things of value for the value of celestial heavenly things. Problem is, we're so blind with so much unbelief, we don't realize the great value, mostly because we're bewitched and we're cut off from the luminaries of the sapphire stones, so we don't see the value or the benefit of sacrificing anything. We give like 20 bucks, and we're like, I don't have faith for anything. Nothing can change in my life. God's always been the same to me. He never done anything for me. I'm going to live in this humanity, whether I listen to the sermon or don't listen to the sermon. And so we're like all together faithless, which is what God wants to produce to show and reveal to everyone how a manure pile all human spirit, souls, and flesh are, despite however much external, charismatic, charismatic, Pentecostal junk is on top of it. Truth in the end. He's going to just lump it all together and burn it. Now, what's wonderful is out of the manure pile, out of the fire, came the wonderful fourth man, and they came out with their bonds broken. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fiery furnace in which it burned seven times hotter by the fury of the Antichrist, by the infuriation of those that would not bow to the golden image, that would not bow to the image of Babylon, to bow to the spirit of Babylon. It's moored now in the invisible realm. It's not like people putting a big golden calf in front of your eyes because all the Pentecostals would freak out. It's like the satanic cult putting the pictures of the horned goat in front of these state buildings now in America. You know, even the evangelical Franklin Graham's out there condemning that. You don't even need the Holy Ghost for that. When you go into the invisible, I, I love Franklin Graham. I love everyone. I just tell you the truth. Doesn't take the gifts of the Spirit for that measured discernment if it's in the natural realm. Natural eyes can see it. Where you're totally screwed up and deceived is that it's invisible. The golden image of Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon is the image of Satan. It's the image of Samael and Lilith. It's the image of man and woman of what they were previously when they gave it to the chief and the king of demons and the chief of the queen of demons. And they have those images in the invisible world that rules over the nations 
who are deceived by the invisible that rules the visible. Bible says the invisible rules the visible, which means only those who purchase ISAF through the crucifixion of their human eyes have any clue what's going on in the universe right now. And it's dire. It's absolutely dire. Because we're like that Revelation chapter 3 church that thinks we see, because we got human eyes, blind, leading the blind, Jesus Christ said. For those who see in human eyes with the Bible in their eyes, with the gifts of the Spirit in their eyes, none of that matters unless Christ is burning in your eyes. Not you. You can't be in that skull and see accurately. A human being is a blind man and woman. Jesus is God. He wants to live inside that head or your seeing is dead. You can't hear or see unless Jesus Christ be in you and me. Come on now. Christ crucified to death. That's all you need to get rid of you. Therefore, any place the cross and its gospel is preached which means the termination of the human mind, the termination of the human senses, the termination of eyes and ears, the termination of your human feelings and emotions. Nonsense of every aspect of you has to be preached with the cross to drive out the human being immediately. When you allow your humanity to be driven out instantaneous, spontaneous, combustion of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ takes its place in you. It takes its place. It possesses you. It grows in you. Then your senses are exercised. Amen? Then and only then will we begin to have a grid for what the cross and following Him actually is. It means I have decreased by facing the human being and its death. Now this death is as real as slitting someone's throat. It's no joke. I know some of you are goofy out there and you don't realize how real the cross is. This death is the same of taking a 44 caliber gun to your forehead and pulling the trigger. BAM! This death is as real as taking a grenade and throwing it into your lap and disemboweling you. Do you realize that? The preaching of the cross is real death. Real death. And without it, you never in a hundred million years will have real life. This is the most important thing because only by driving out the human being can you rise to stand on the blood moon with the fire and the billows of smoke of the burning animal. (laughs) or the burning human being. How does he make his ministers flames of yad heh vav How does he make his ministers flames of Shekinah? Fire, flames of yad heh vav or fire so bright that it can blot out the noonday sun. Father God is the sun. Psalms 84, God is a sun, S-U-N, and shield. An ever-present help in a time of need. Let's kill there. Kumbaya. Ha, ha, ha. We're having fun. 
in the sun. Psalms 84, gonna get someone. Just say, it's gonna get me. I hope so. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Mm. You know, you only have the fruits of the Spirit to the measure you're dead with them. You know that you can only be as happy as the measure you terminated your humanity on earth and in heaven. And in all the elevations of the angels ascending and descending, your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness, your self control, your temperance, your meekness, your humility, all the divine character qualities and attributes written and inscribed on His holy golden throne can only be formed in you to the measure you die with Him. So any real disciple wants a bigger cross. This cross becomes the whole sapphire stones. The believer's reward go from silver in spirit to gold in spirit to gemstones in spirit to silver in soul to gold in soul, to gemstones in soul. Guess what? It also goes from silver in flesh to gold in flesh to gemstone flesh. As you go from glory to glory, you get upgraded in every part of the temple. The only thing that changes is less of you and more of Him. Amen? And that brings forth the divine seed into full maturity that looks like what? the exact representation of God the Father. You look like the twins of Jesus Christ. Not just spiritually, theologically, or metaphorically, not just parabolically, but literally, with ability. As the Word consumes your spirit, you have all Holy Spirit ability. You may be tested in this, and you don't know how to use it. It's like giving a 12-year-old a Israeli-issued Uzi they probably shoot themselves with it, but it's still in the spirit. So it's like, well, we can heal that. Put some golden oil on that. Heal your spirit. Because you shot your own spirit. Because you don't know how to use the priesthood tools. That's why he develops the powerful, eternal authorities of the Father. Even the celestial principalities, the governmental abilities of the Father in spirit. Because if it was in flesh first you'd kill yourself within a week. Truth in air, you'd literally destroy your own body because you have no wisdom. So wisdom has to begin in spirit, killing all the beasts in spirit, which is all the humanity in spirit. Until your spirit man is faithful and true, then you begin to deal with your soul man. Your soul man will watch your spirit man learning. And your flesh man, you have three minds, really four minds, but three minds as a human being. Spirit mind, soul mind, and flesh mind. And the fourth mind is the fourth man in the fire, the mind of Christ. It's the seven spirits of God. The full intelligence of God the Father is completely shared with you already. You can't get any more. It's just less of you. And then he just takes over every place you've actually sacrificed when you grow in humility and lessen your pride. It's your pride that blocks him from growing in you. Knowledge puffs up. So you start to hear about the knowledge of the sons of God, the knowledge of the promised land, the knowledge of the celestial realm, the knowledge of sapphire stones, the high priest knowledge of Moses and Aaron. You get puffed up with the most pride of any people in the entire universe. Isn't that how it always is around the divine people? Why? 
because they have knowledge without the cross, which means they're exactly like Satan. Now, Satan's not going to get forgiven, but you get separated from Satan as you get forgiven for agreeing with him with knowledge without experience. Knowledge without experience is sorcery. Knowledge without experience is wickedness. Remember, it was stolen knowledge of the covering cherubim. They had, and they took the knowledge and created their own kingdom called Satan and his angels. So a lot of Christians become exactly like Satan. They just want knowledge. What does the Bible say? Greek seek knowledge, Hebrew signs and wonders. Paul says both of those are reprobate, anti-Christ activities. So why do we listen to preaching and teaching if knowledge is reprobate to become like Satan the Antichrist, which is what the Bible says? Why do we listen to preaching and teaching? Hopefully, there's disciplinary action and punishment towards the human being to be driven out so the divine nature can grow within. That's why we have preaching and teaching. Apostle Paul says, I preach amongst you constantly until Christ be fully formed in you. It is written, Jesus Christ came as a preacher. A preacher of what? Divinity against humanity. I thank you, Father in heaven, that you've hidden these things from the wise and learned humanity, the best of the best of humanity, and have given it to little children. What does it mean? Teachable spirits. Ones who've made room for the divine Godhead to be formed in a new creaturedom. If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Are you constantly made new every day in new creaturedom? Do we cling to old creaturedom? Is the preaching of the cross wearisome to you? Does it benefit even the mature ones to preach the cross from the mid-heavens? The eternal gospel benefits all creation. The sun benefits. The angel of the sun benefits from it. Gabriel benefits. The moon benefits. The angel of the moon benefits from it. All skies benefit from it. All clouds, all trees, all dirt, all dust, all water, everything in creation benefits from the eternal gospel preached in the mid-heavens angelically with wisdom from experience of terminating the human being. This level of preaching and teaching has to consume humanity out of Christianity. This is judgment beginning in the house of God. You think that it's come in and it's like Ananias and Sapphira die everywhere. You'll have a little bit of that, but that was extremely rare. You will have that. You will have people dropping dead just because they're antichrist everywhere. You have that, but mostly what's going to happen is the gospel is going to be preached so ferociously from ones hollowed out from their humanity and they'll preach a mid-heavens gospel from the overcomer's realms on the sapphire stones in the heavenly places ruling and reigning with them already because they've risen up that high into the heavens blessed are the children of the resurrection for they are completely angel-like luke chapter 20 says it is written and now when you're angel-like preaching from the realm of the overcomers as a child of God, resurrected. Resurrection only happens through crucifixion constantly. You're currently as high as you are, die. 
You are as high as you are die. If you want to be higher, you need to be dire. You can get that now, it's not complicated. If you want to be higher, you must be dire. Wise men once say. Mm -hmm. Problem is, the faithlessness is, if I die, I don't go high. So then the enemy just gets more of an inheritance over your head. That's what happens if you don't rise up in the preaching. You can hear it, even receive the cross in some kind of sick form of masochism because you're so demonized over your heads that when the cross is preached, you allow it to terminate your humanity, but you don't allow a celestial resurrection. That is madness. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Get that off your heads right now. Go up into a celestial crown. The reason for the severity is because the promises are so great and awesome above you. You understand that? Some of these people are so deceived, they think the severity is just to punish their sins. No, the severity is to rid you of the sin nature, to resurrect you into the divine nature, to have a great and terrible inheritance with Messiah. I'm talking about inheritances that blow away anything you've ever seen previously in any generation. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard. What God has in store for those who rise to him, which is obedience to his commandments on the mountain. Love. Love is only demonstrated through Jesus Christ if you obey his heavenly commandments. Which means you have to hear and obey what he's saying through his prophets and his apostles. If you're not obeying the leaders of the body and you're a lone ranger out there doing your own thing, you don't love him. You are self-lovers. You are false love whores of Babylon. Truth, anyhow, whore of Babylon is the term in the Bible for those that use the things of divinity upon their humanity. Hello? That's like almost 100% a technon. What makes a technon technon is because they're a whore of Babylon. Do you understand that? That's what the Bible says. What makes you evil after you're born again is not sacrificing your humanity for divinity. At any point do you stop rising and turn back, you're not worthy of me. Red letters. We have gospels that please our human nature. Those are false gospels, false teachers on every corner of America to fill their churches with tithers and offerings and they want the newest equipment and they want the television studio, they want the 15 cameras, they want all the awesome stuff, they want to be on TV. Listen now, I know we got people out here demon-possessed to say that's you, Brandon. It's absolutely not. I'm the exact opposite, completely set apart from all of that. I have done it properly. I have paid the price. What has not done it properly of those that have done things in their human nature to obtain the inheritance of the celestial and the divine. Those are the thieves and the robbers out there that have no maturity, no crosses, people-pleasing, brown-nosing, giving whatever their itching ears hear so that they have 4,000, 5,000, 10,000 marketing their churches for Christmas services so they can have new converts into their buildings made by human hands that God has never dwelt in, Acts 7.48. We need renegades in these days, like John the Baptist times 10 million, to stand against this apostate, church-building Christianity and all the works of Christianity done in the sand. We need mountain testimony. 
This mountain is the church of the firstborn in heaven. This mountain, who's in the attendance of this church? Written in the Lamb's book of life. Not something you can sign with your hand when you go in a building. Not something monitored on a computer system or a cell phone. Monitored by archangels and watchers. Wake up out of the human into the divine. This is the Antichrist. Human Christianity. You can have all that stuff added unto you as long as you're into his divinity with the watchers, with the holy ones, with the cloud of witnesses, real on the mountain. You need to get real on the mountain and let all the fakeness and flakeness peel off of you. If you're not willing to go higher, just get out of here. Just stop dragging your dead corpse around and just go full-blown into the devil. You're not interested in God. You're a lover of self and you're into the devil. Don't play games with God. Remember Ananias and Sapphira lying about their level of commitment to Jesus Christ before a man who was hollowed out full of God. That was Jesus Christ in him. Lightning came out and smote the two liars who pretended to have a higher commitment to God than they actually did. They blasphemed before the throne of the Lamb, and the Lion of the tribe of Judah came out, and they didn't get their little Passover Lamb that they could just coddle with in their own control spirit. And they were smote dead and buried. They were rolled up in carpets and threw out of the city. That's what the Bible says. And no one mourned their death, and the great fear of the Lord seized the church. And everyone talked about what God was doing in Jerusalem. You know it's going to come to that. You have blasphemers full of iniquity that have added all the higher things of divinity. All the prophetic things. All the apostolic things. All the most spiritual sacred, consecrated things of the temple, they have added them to their humanity. They have already committed the abomination of desolation by adding the higher spiritual things to their human nature. They've already done it. The apostate whore of Babylon is fully out here in your midst. Some of you are members of her. Come out of her, my people, it is written. And be ye separate, it is written. Come on this mountain and have your name written in a different book. It's already in. You want it written with more under your name. A greater heavenly reward. More silver. More gold. More gemstones. More obedience. More fire. Much more wisdom. Greater discernment. Divinity. All the abilities of the sapphire stones working in you like ancient of days armor. The battle regalia of God the Father is shared with you through Jesus Christ. We go through Jesus Christ to get to the Father. And once we get to the Father, we get baptized in fire. The fire of the Father begins to incinerate all the DNA, all the genetics, all the spirituality. You will never be a son of God unless you're constantly scourged by the Father himself. That's what Hebrews says. Scourging the human being, you do that today, you will lose 
99% of your congregation in every charismatic church in the world. If the Father brought forth scourging, you'd have people complaining to the natural government that they're being abused in there. There is literally spiritual abuse, physical, mental abuse going on there. Oh, Jesus, this church is totally apostate. We need to be volunteers for his power to burn us up. I want the same intensity that the archangels live in and still tremble after a hundred trillion eternities around God the Father's throne. And it's still just like, Woo! Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. What kind of blood-curdling fear of the Lord do you want? How much holiness do you want? Listen, guys. This is where you start to really get into the fire and get around the angels, understand the promises, understand the requirements of being a disciple, have the clarity for understanding measurements of technon and weos, understanding measurements of wisdom, understanding measurements of divinity, understanding measurements of humanity, justice scales for the enemy, justice scales for Christ within you. There's measurements of Christ. That's why the Bible says 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. And these measurements, you need the wisdom to see them. To give up more of the things you measure good for more of the things God sees as perfect. Now, the only thing God sees as perfect is His Son, Jesus Christ. Good news, the gospel saved you by giving you His genetics. Which means you got it. If you're born again and if you're not, just say, Jesus, come into my heart, forgive me of my sins, live in this body, and use it for your glory. Amen. Woo! Now Jesus Christ comes in right into your spirit. You got God, but he came in seed form. Treasure that seed. Water that seed. Make sure your spirit is hungering for righteousness. If it's hungering for smut and covetousness and greed and lust, you got issues, you got demons. You got demons ministries, worldwide, international. It's the truth anyhow. You got demons. If you're hungering for anything other than what is in God the Father himself, you got demons. Your vision, your desires are all screwed up. Even if it's for the good things of the earth. Even if it's for blessing your family. I'm telling you now, you need to bless the Father. This is where you really lose a lot of lukewarm Laodicea and spit you out of our mouth ministries. You, because you say, oh, I got to be a good steward of my house. You got to be a good steward of God's house. If you're not a good steward in God's house, you'll have nothing to give into your house. If you're not taking care of God's family and God is not first, you're an idolater of human beings, of your children, your spouse, your parents, your family. You're lost. You're just as lost as the unbeliever out there. That is more lost because you're lost in the good things that have deceived you. You're actually lost in the white sorceries of Satan, the knowledge of good. You're lost in the white witchcraft of demons. They've got you in religious stuff. They've got you in false goodness. They've got you what Jesus Christ said, with the light in you that's actually darkness. Jesus Christ, red letters. Beware that the light in you is not actually darkness. Why did Israel hate Messiah and kill him on a tree? Because the light in them was darkness. Truth anyhow, they were self-righteous. 
They were not anointed. They were not humble. They were full of religious pride. Now, so are you. So am I. That's why we die daily. If we don't have the cross terminating the human being, the only other thing is the pride of knowledge about the cross, which is what's wrong with you. Which is why many of you are struggling right now because you're not willing to give up your pride or your knowledge or your mind or your senses, your brain, your reasoning, your thought life. You're resisting metamorphosis, being renewed in your mind and giving your mind and the control of your mind to Jesus Christ and Him crucified. This is where we separate the men from the boys. This is where we separate the sand from the mountain and the wheat from the tares and the sheep from the goats and the wise from the foolish. There is an awesome separation. I have not come to bring unity, but division. Father against son, mother against daughter. Jesus Christ, red letters. It is written. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword to tear the wicked out of the righteous in the lake of fire forever. It is written. This sword of our mouth, the sword of the Lord in our mouth, is to totally separate you if you're willing to receive the word of God from all that is profane and worthless. Test everything in spirit, soul, and flesh. Test everything around you. You know, the Bible even says two be sleeping in bed, one taking the other remain. I've seen probably up to 50% of Christian marriages demonically unequally yoked because you're so bewitched and clueless, you've actually married an enemy. You've married a Philistine. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, it is written. But if they're willing to be sanctified by you, you can stay with them. That's what Paul says in Apostolic Doctrine. Are you going to terminate your destiny being married to a Philistine that's not interested in the cross? Oh, but they provide for me. They give me pleasures. They, they can afford my $20 addiction of daily lattes. And, you know, they're the breadwinner. What am I going to do? You're addicted to the devil. You're lazy. You're slothful. I tell you the truth. Now you're going to need wisdom this, and it must be confirmed. And make sure you take it to the elders. Because a lot of people don't have enough wisdom to make right decisions for their life. So you need mature ones like Timothy in the Bible to help you make decisions. Be a good judge and a good steward of the people. 100,000 people under 27-year-old Apostle Timothy in the Bible. So we're going to need maturity to help the immature big time. And that's why we teach and preach every day. So you have a greater wisdom to make higher decisions, to have a higher divine quality of life, which God's prepared for you in the heavens. Amen. And if you clean it up, clear it up and obey the word and come up the mountain terminating your humanity his divinity always increases unless you're playing games and you're a fake phony fraud fake phony frauds pretend like they want to sacrifice something but they're not willing to give up nothing this is most of the flakes we've dealt with in this laodicean church they pretend like they're outwardly faithful they're nothing less than ananias and sapphira company and you know they're everywhere they say, I'm all in, but you test them at the cross, and the only part of them that's in is the selfishness and covetousness for their own me, myself, and I. They're not into anything except self-love, which means they're completely anti-Christ. Until you're into Christ's love through termination of your human mind and personality and feelings and desires and wishes for your own life, do not think you're a disciple or a follower of Jesus because you're not. You've mostly, up until this point, followed demons.
only in carrying your cross, terminating your human desires and plans for your own human life of whatever images the demons have put in you for success and driving them out of your culture and all your ideology, which is idolatry, will you ever get a vision for the actual promised land that God has for the new creature buried in your spirit that's usually embryonic. It's just like a little embryo in there. It's not even developed. It's like a fetus. It's a fetus. Now you're saved. You got fetus, Jesus, inside you by the God sperm seed of the word of God in your spirit. So if you were to die today, that amount of you would come out because it can't die because it has Jesus in it and that flies away. The rest of you is terminated forever. The rest of it is just anathema. You realize that? And the cross did that. So the cross only produces salvation where there's termination through crucifixion. So we want you to be saved, not just spirit, but soul and flesh, which means the preaching is going to go beyond even the severity of Moses into the righteousness of Enoch, Moses, first family, wisdom, days of Noah, of the righteous family, of Enoch, of Seth, of Enosh, of Kenan, of Mahalalel, of Jared, of Enoch, of Noah, of Methuselah, of, of Shem, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the patriarchs, Moses, and the prophets, and Jesus, the twelve apostles of the Lamb, and the prophets and the apostles of the last 2,000 years, combined. Combined. It's going to take the wisdom of the ages, which is the word of God, through all of the ages, to preach this measure of crucifixion into your spirit, soul, and flesh, to stand up against all the madness and folly of the ages, in the spirit of antichrist you're facing right now. So these people are not equipped to stand up to this level of deception. That's why the elect are being going about the same as the technon, because even the leaders of the charismatic church are technon infants in Christ. James Gall is a technon. Truth anyhow. James Gall is a technon prophet. Truth anyhow. Only weos through the sun learning luminous wisdom with Kenan, sun wisdom, ancient wisdom with Enoch, Metatron, Sandalphon, Elijah. Under the sun wisdom, Technon. Above the sun wisdom, Weos. Truth anyhow. Amen. Well, I don't know about Psalms 84 right now. I think we're going to push this back. Yeah, you can read Psalms 84 out loud in your own time. We're going to read just a couple scriptures from Enoch just to seal this work in your spirit and your soul and in your mind and in your body now when the word comes forth when you're wise you participate with it you're participating with the cloud of the witnesses of Jesus Christ the 24 elders of the heavenly Jerusalem are speaking to you through temples hollowed out in the celestial cosmic realm. Temples of the Holy Spirit just on earth alone? No, temples of the cosmic oneness of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost and the kingdom. In the kingdom, the Bible tells you, is all the innumerable angels of Mount Zion. You have not come to Sinai here. You have come to Mount Zion here. All the angels of Zion are here to testify to the word of God to everyone as a heavenly witness of the resurrection and the life so you can go up higher into these realms he wants to seal you higher we get the food of heaven to go into heaven prostitution is the food of heaven and staying on earth you betrayed him you're betrayers okay you're fornicators with demons taking the things of god and using them for self is sexual immorality with demons do you understand that 
The thief come, comes only to kill and to steal. Kill and steal what? All the things of God that are to take you to God. But if you don't go to God with them, you prostitute them out to demons. Now you've all done that. Now you're learning to repent and stop prostituting the divinity with your humanity, which is sexual immorality with spirits, demons, and fallen angels. That's why the Antichrist and the charismatic church of iniquity is so strong because no one has taught them to take the gifts, the Pentecostalism, the charismaticism, and to go upward through the path of sapphire stones. It's not been taught yet. So there is grace and mercy. You have the opportunity to repent and rise. It's not too late. But you have to use these things for the heavenly calling. You must go up into the celestial realm. You must learn Enoch and become your walk. Enoch must become your walk. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. But blessed and rejoice exceedingly you who live in the heavenlies, in the second heavens. Book of Revelation is all about the second heavens. So promised land is second heavens, the new heavens where righteousness dwells. There's nothing wrong with the third heaven, so you don't need a new third heaven. You need a new second heaven, because the second heaven is where all the principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, spirits of wickedness are in heavenly places. You need that dimension. If you don't have it, you will certainly decay and die because you're not in the promised land. You're in the wilderness under the sun until you're in the promised land above the sun. Then you keep going. Then you really begin to have white eagle vision. This is how you purchase ISAV. A voice spoke in heaven, come up here. That same voice says, buy ISAV from me. He's up there. So going up is how you get the celestial white eagle, true, mature, weos prophetic. We haven't had weos prophetic. The truth is, Bobby Connor, the greatest prophet on earth of the church age, is Bobby Connor. No doubt about it. I've tested all of them. And Bobby Connor is transitioning into Weos Prophetics, which is above the sun. He, for a whole week, his main verse on Twitter now was, God is a sun and a shield. And Bobby Connor's spirit is far more developed than Bobby Connor's soul and flesh. But I tell you the truth, the church age will go into kingdom age it will and there will be a maturity of understanding under the sun technon above the sun weos the mountain rises in you through the sephirot sephirot means sapphire stones we have heard it talked about the prophets for 40 years mentioned it there's no teaching on it anywhere that's clear biblical teaching we're the only ministry in the world teaching it. Do you understand that? Truth anyhow. Later on, everyone's going to teach it. Why? Because you're going to experience the promised land. Whoo! It's up here. It'll expose all the false Christians, all the tares and the goats and the foolish virgins will go with Satan their father into weeping and gnashing of teeth forever. But the wise will come into the bridegroom's chamber, Psalms 19, into the sun, into the sun of righteousness, with healing in its wings and beams. So sunlight has healing in it. It's Jesus Christ sunlight. Don't separate the luminaries from the creator. That's madness. Don't separate the moon from the moon's creator. Don't separate the sun from the sun's creator. Jesus Christ is the maker of heaven and earth. So it's Jesus Christ sunshine. It's Jesus Christ moonshine. It's Jesus Christ sapphire stoneshine. Jesus Christ sephirotic lightnings it's jesus christ mercury it's jesus christ venus and as soon as you realize 
these places belong to Jesus, the enemy starts to get kicked out. And you begin to put on celestial armor. You begin to put on the Sephirotic ability. You begin to put on heavenly clothing, celestial clothing, luminary clothing. Enoch said the luminaries would be healed. So Enoch saw even 5,000 years ago that the sun and the moon and the stars needed healing. Why? Because Adam and Eve had fell and given the second heavens to the devil. Enoch prophesied a far off and remote generation for when wickedness is going to be removed from the second heavens. We're doing it, guys. This is it. That's what we're predestined for, ordained to do in this Joel's army generation. To heal the luminaries. And they get healed inside you. And they awaken. Oh my gosh, the benefits of holiness. The benefits of sexual virginity. The benefits of righteousness. The benefits of practicing the presence and going up. The benefits of the resurrection. You begin to see the rewards of your suffering. And you're not weary anymore. You're encouraged every day. More and more sapphire stone ability. More and more energy to rise. More and more angel power in you, through you, all around you. The armies of the hosts of the God I am begin to cluster around you and start to see, here we got risers, Uriel, Archangel, over those who rise, watching those that are rising from the dead, rising to the moon, rising to the sun, rising upon Mars, rising upon Jupiter, rising upon Pluto, rising upon Saturn, removing devil worship, removing star worship, removing idolatry of self, completely cleansing and healing Saturn, completely cleansing and healing Neptune, completely cleansing and healing Uranus, and all the planetary systems of our solar system and their moons and the dwarf planets, all of them get healed because they're all in orbit around Jesus Christ, which means the word that created them. If they orbit, they're still obedient to the word who made them. All they need is Enoch's healing. When we go there by faith and we begin to see it, our eyes begin to open, the scales of our humanity come off our senses, come off our souls. We begin to practice righteousness. This is the generation that teaches righteousness, walks in righteousness, and Daniel 12, 3, shines like the Sephirot, which is stars of the heavens forever. It's the shining as the stars forever that swallows up the angel of death, Samael, into the lake of fire, and the queen of demons, Lilith, the counterfeit male and female. Of all the planetary systems, of all the heavens and all celestial bodies, shaken, all celestial bodies, healed, and all wickedness terminated by the overcomers who get these abilities in their celestial bodies here today. And in that realm, you'll really come into comradeship because you'll know what you've had to drive out of your spirit, soul, and flesh to obtain such luminous, luminary, celestial cosmic garments 
of sapphire stones and the ephod of the luminaries, the ephod of the gemstones of the planetary spheres orbiting and working through your breastplates of righteousness, through your breastplates of judgment. And now you understand together through experience the great wisdom it took to heal this world. You, those company, that company is becoming the government of God. That's the heavenly Sanhedrin. That's the sons of God. And everyone's invited to the wedding party. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory. Amen. Heavenly Father, speak to this listener, this disciple of the kingdom of heaven, this repenter, this redeemed, this washed, this sanctified, this purified, consecrated vessel for your purposes, each and every listener. Father, I thank you for them. Put a seal of the sun upon their bowels, upon their hearts, upon their foreheads. Mark them for the Lamb of God as champions and overcomers of the end times. Let there be a seal of the King of Israel, Jesus Christ, sealing them in their spirit, soul, and flesh with this holy celestial word tonight to help them overcome everything they're dealing with and all the dimensions of their existence, spirit, soul, and body. Thank you for increasing in them and decreasing them in them and helping them conquer and slay their own pride. Conquer and slay their own knowledge and grow in wisdom and grow in understanding and grow in counsel and grow in might. Grow in the reverential fear of the Lord. Amen. And grow in knowledge. Let the Lordship of the Messiah be upon their heads like a golden crown. A crown of thorns to the human. A crown of life to the new creature. In Jesus' name. Speak to financial partners of partnership with Red Letter Ministries for the teaching of righteousness for the actual literal promised land of the cosmos in this generation. Let each and every disciple become a partner of Red Letter Ministries with all their business, with all their finances, with all their economic buying power to first and foremost advance the kingdom of heaven and the agenda of God the Father's heart in this righteousness, in this great wisdom, in this ascension, through the cross of His blood growing in every listener at the sound of my voice. Let their cheerful giving grow. Let their sacrificial offerings go from turtle doves to whole bull burnt offerings. Let their giving go from glory to glory as their spirit rises so let their soul and flesh and business and marketplace rise with them from glory to glory in the marketplace, from glory to glory in their priesthood, both necessary in each and every one of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen.